Yeah, yeah. This is Skips. You know what to do. Skips! Skips! We need your help. The harpsichord got stuck in the doorway. Yeah, Skips! It's stuck! You gotta help us! Benson said it was a fire hazard! Yeah, it's a fire hazard! Pick up the phone, Skips! We, we know, know your home, Skips! Pick up the phone, Skips! We know your home, Skips! Pick up the phone, Skips! Alright! I'll be right over. Welcome back to the Excellent Podcast. This is a show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I am your co-host, Josh, and with me is always... Is your other co-host, Jason. Welcome to the show today. You sound like death. Dude, I literally just woke up uh, like <laughs> 15 minutes ago. I gave myself like exactly 11 minutes to watch the episode because that's how long it was. And yeah. I feel like the 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 older what is it the older I get the more tired I become, especially you, with these recordings. Yeah. Okay. Listen here. How? You're 22 at the moment. Yes. You're not that old. I know. It, the reason why is because um, our our recording days happen on Tuesdays, and that's also uh, the days where sometimes at work I have to be at an 8 a.m. recording session at work. And oh, so my, my entire day has literally just been studios because I, I, I woke up, I was at work at like 745 to set up like we were working with like cameras and lighting and things like that. And then we proceeded into like a four hour recording session in the studio. And and then we had a hour um, a, this meet this like board meeting with all the higher ups from out of town. Mm. That lasted like two hours. So, yeah, it's been exhausting. I, I took a nap after work. Well, you're, well, hold on. You're acting like I don't do almost the exact same thing, minus all the board meetings and I know uh, all that. I wake up at 8, or not 8, I wake up, or I have to be somewhere at 8. Yeah, I know. I, but I, I'm here. I gotta stop complaining, because this, we're doing Actually, you know, we both should stop complaining, because there are people who have it worse than us. Yeah, true. I should I should stop complaining about work, because uh, I'm, I'm lucky to to work at all yeah you know i feel like um covid has really taught me the value of working and money because it was during that summer of 2020 where i was supposed to be saving money for like trips and other things but i literally just was sitting at home Mm -hmm. and because i was being so unproductive locked inside all i could think about was all the money that i was losing that i was supposed to be making so i like i like we're still talking about covid (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, this I feel like COVID is one of those what if scenarios. Being like, what if it never happened? Like, how different would your life be? I think this podcast would have never happened. Uh, yeah, it's true because while it did, uh, while the excellent podcast did happen in what like February or January of 2021, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have gotten the idea for it if it wasn't for uh, listening to podcasts all day during COVID. Didn't we, didn't we also mention, I think it was on a different podcast, like one of the three that we did together, that COVID did things for us. There's some positives and there was, there was less positive than negatives. Mm-hmm. Let's exactly. say that. Yeah, because COVID was a, a good time for a lot of online creators. And oh, yeah. one of those creators is uh, the Minecraft YouTuber Dream. Which uh, oh. <laughs> is a good segue into our news segment for today. So, 
Um, if you'll remember on the Excellent Podcast, we shared when Dream did his big face reveal. I think that was back in like the f- fall time of 2022. And I remember. No, no, keep going. Actually, I'll tell you the story. Well, it was like a it was a big thing. It was like the most anticipated face reveals of, in all of YouTube history. Yeah. And he did it. And what do you remember, like, the kind of uh, response that he got from it? So, well, I remember, I'll tell you this. I remember mm-hmm. where I was at when it happened. Oh, me too, yeah. I was over at a girl's house. We were hanging out, uh, watching anime. And then, because okay. she, she likes, uh, this is going to sound really weird. All right. She likes Minecraft. She likes stream. It. She's She's fine. It's fine. Well, Whatever. see, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock on that nah. because I, I I loved watching Dream like back in his prime days, I... but now um, like back when Wait, Man in his prime days. Well, back when Minecraft Manhunt was like on the rise and it oh was, like, my god, because I've been watching the Manhunt series since like Three Hunters and you gotta admit that remember. it's it's very entertaining. But after the whole like dream smp and the cringy dream stands and people identifying as dream sexual <laughs> that what y- yeah uh, once that all came about i was like uh yeah maybe not so okay anyway so yeah. i was at this girl's house and she uh was a big fan of his and she's like oh my god the dream is doing a face reveal and i knew him and i knew he didn't have like or he didn't show his face or whatever so i'm like oh okay i'll watch too let's see it and i saw it i'm just like He's not bad looking, but why is he looking off to the left a lot? Yeah, he he films himself the entire time with his jawline pointing out to the side. Yeah. And so the the kind of response that he got was basically people were just roasting the shit out of this guy. Um mm-hmm. people were saying that he looked like uh Shane Dawson. He looked like Lord Farquaad or the the, <laughs> ha- the half moon emoji or Rumpelstiltskin from Shrek 3 or whatever when it was. <laughs> yeah. And I remember immediately after he did his face reveal, it started to trend on Twitter like, put the mask back on or he's oh ugly. Oh my god. And, that. <laughs> and um, I, I, apparently the hate got so bad that the other week dream deleted his face reveal and posted an update video saying bye from dream saying that he will slowly be deleting all content that has his face on it what over the internet and he has a new a new like mask that he said he'll be wearing everywhere he goes like not only on the internet but he said that if he'll go to mcdonald's he'll wear that mask which is pretty cringe not gonna lie i'm not okay so uh, let me ask you this question. We both have shown our faces on the internet. Yes. And, I mean, we generally don't have that big of an audience, unlike him. Yeah. But still, knowing the internet, that once you show your face, it's kind of there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I don't know if he expects that just deleting it will make everyone forget what he looks like because there are people out there that have screenshots of of it obviously so yeah i'm not really no running away from it i don't know if he's expecting like dr strange and no way home to come along and make everyone forget or something 
um but he was he posted a um a message in the description being like thank you all from the bottom of my heart to those who supported me even though i'm ugly which what that that's kind of um that that's kind of the the talk that manipulators like use uh and it seems like a little bit toxic in my opinion i don't know but he, he's kind of like i dream did not deserve that hate and oh. i i condemn the people that are making fun of his face and calling him ugly but like i also don't think that dream needs to be all like oh yeah i did a face reveal because people were asking about it but never mind i'm taking it back because i'm such an ugly bitch what you guys you can't- it's like eh, you don't gotta do that you can't take something that you already put out, or you can't take back what's already put out there, especially with the audience you have. Right, and I remember we made the point when he did his face reveal, with, considering the size of Dream's audience, if he had done a, if he had just shown his face ever since the beginning of his YouTube career, this wouldn't mm-hmm. have been a big deal, because let's be honest, he kind of looks like every other white man uh, Minecraft YouTuber out there. It looks but, like the one guy down the street that you would see him buying, like, coffee or getting <laughs> bread or something. Yeah, like, he looks like an average Joe, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But being that he, his whole brand was sort of the mask, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, all of his merch and things like that. Yeah. Um, I know Sunny V2, a, a YouTuber, he kind of made this video about how, why his face reveal was, like, um, a bad choice in his career. Because yeah. the only thing that was keeping him relevant, not aside from his Minecraft stuff, was the fact that, oh, what does this guy look like? And he kind of got free marketing off of that, and then he just kind of eliminated it all. I was going to segue into our into another thing. Uh, this is actually pretty huge. This happened today, I think. Yeah, okay. today. Yes. You sent it. Yes. So if you've been around YouTube for since the beginning uh since 2005 you would know that the two guys who got big off of doing lip syncing lip syncing videos mm-hmm. first was mortal kombat and then pokemon mm, yeah it's called smosh smosh uh, yeah oh man what happened the- today it is uh june 20th 2023 after I don't know how long they I think uh was it ten years into their YouTube career they got bought out by a company that didn't promise a lot of money and whatnot. Was... Well if you're if you're interested in that, just look it up. It's not that hard to find that story. Yeah, it's Defy Media. So they they posted a uh, a little video today uh, basically telling like a quick story of their history. Just mm-hmm two idiots making videos with like their parents camcorder in their room lip syncing um and they just were posting them online for fun and then people started to watch these videos and they were like oh hey look people actually find enjoyment in the stuff we make so they kind of continued with that and they ended up catching the attention of millions of people um these two guys were named ian or yeah ian hecox and anthony padilla you know, and he's not Filipino. Who a, a, who is? Anthony Padilla. Really? Like there's some part, part uh Filipino in him. Oh interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um so 
eventually they uh, they kept with the whole YouTube thing, making videos, and then uh, as they kind of wanted to, um, I think it was six years after making videos independently, they kind of wanted to up their quality and up their um, their production. So they signed with this company called Defy Media, who bought out Smosh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, at first, it was great. You know, they were able to make uh, better videos, and it, the quality was able to show. Um, but then um, Anthony specifically started to feel these creative differences, where he wanted to move Smosh in one direction, but Defy Media was putting it in an, in another way. And eventually, it got too much, and Anthony couldn't really like tolerate it anymore, and he left. He left Smosh to work on his independent channel. And ever since then, uh, Josh, what has, what's your opinion on uh, Smosh without Anthony? Like, how has it been doing? Well, it, it kind of felt like growing up without your friend, because that one friend moved away. You two went to different schools. It felt like that. Yeah. So you and... kind of stopped being like your regular self or something. Right. And Smosh ended up growing into a Smosh cast, which I I get it. They had to kind of do what they needed to do to keep mm-hmm. Smosh alive. But I don't know. Smosh kind of killed their their channel. I I believe statistically, I I don't know the specific numbers, but their analytics like fell over ninety percent in yeah. the ever since Anthony left six years ago or some whatever the number was. And I think it. I think it also had to do with the fact that the audience was growing up too, so yeah, it was kind true. of a bad, bad, um, was it, not a bad falling out, but a bad uh, snowball effect, you know? Yeah, and I, I even know that that kind of happened to regular show, like in the later seasons, the fans just grew up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I a lot of people were saying that like, oh, I miss the old Smash, and the only way you could ever get the OG fans back is if Anthony and Ian came back together. And that's exactly what happened today. It was to all of our surprise that, oh my gosh, um, they got back together. So, um, good mythical morning. So, after Defy Media shut down, they were Smosh was looking for another parent company. And Rhett and Link came in clutch. And they bought out Smosh under the Good Mythical Morning brand. Today... Good Mythical Morning posted an Instagram post saying, We sold Smosh. Ian and Anthony, the original founders of Smosh, have reunited and brought back the wildly popular brand they founded 18 years ago. We are extremely proud of everything we and Ian accomplished during our time together, and will continue to be fans and friends of Smosh as they enter this new era. And, um... I think it was a good thing that Rhett and Link uh, picked it up, because I don't know who else could have done that for them. Yeah, because they not only were they good like business partners, but Rhett and Link were also friends with Ian and Anthony. Yeah, and I honestly don't think that this reunion would have happened if it was bought out by like a non YouTuber. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they want to have a repeat again. Smosh, the official YouTube channel, posted today a video with Anthony and Ian, which hasn't happened in years. Basically, it was a little sit down video where Anthony basically like described everything that we've been saying and they had actually um started to hang out around a year ago or maybe two 
and they were like reminiscing on their old videos kind of being together as friends again and then they were thinking to themselves being like wow like it's so amazing watching these old videos like these old sketch comedies i'm getting this sort of feeling that's like i feel like these videos were more than just like the products that we made of the time i feel like it's kind of like what makes us what makes smosh and smosh isn't smosh without them too and i'm glad that they finally realized it so they kind of had the idea what what would happen if we bought back smosh and we went back to being an independent creator and they weren't sure if that was actually possible um so after a lot a lot of planning they finally did it and smosh is back to who it belongs to ian and anthony speaking of nostalgia childhood stuff there was a trailer for uh, a Zoe 102 movie that's gonna be out on Paramount Plus. Oh ever, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you like, have you ever seen Zoe 101? Um, I never watched Zoe 101 actually. I never mind. Uh, what the fuck? Well, because um, I don't know. I I I had watched Drake and Josh, and right. that was the earliest show that I like Nickelodeon show I ever watched as a kid. Um, anything before that or around that time, I was like a little too young for. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to a Disney kid here. <laughs> well, um, maybe I was too busy watching Disney in that time, but no, uh, I was I was more of a Drake and Josh, and then later iCarly and Victorious kid. You skipped Zoe 101. I don't know. Like I, I heard it wasn't really like as good as like the other ones, especially compared to Drake and Josh. It was up there. I liked okay. it. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so Zoe 101 is getting a movie. Well, that's cool. It is Tuesday, and two days ago on uh, Sunday the 18th of June, which was mm-hmm. this past Father's Day, um, mm-hmm. there was a, a submarine that was, uh, I believe it's owned by Ocean Gate, a Never submarine company. Uh, they, I guess they have this cool thing where they have a... Um, a submarine that tourists can go inside and they'll take you down to the, the, the wreck of the Titanic. And okay. the trip is, it costs, it's, it takes over like eight hours and it costs you $250,000 to get a seat on. Fuck. Um, but apparently right. right now, U.S. and Canadian search teams are currently locked in a race against time to locate and find the tiny submersible craft of Ocean Gate's Titan is what it's called. The Submar sure. lost contact with its surface crew this uh, past Sunday as it explored the underwater gravesite of the Titanic. The submarine is impossible to escape from the inside as passengers are bolted into the underwater craft. There's no backup and there's no escape pod and I believe that they have only 96 hours of oxygen and there's like, what, five or six people in there? Okay. And, yeah, they are currently missing in the ocean. So what are you trying to say? Well, no, I'm just reporting on the news. Like, that's, oh, that's crazy. I thought you like, were, were going to do, like, some some crazy conspiracy theory. Like, oh, no, there's a, there's a crack in the Loch Ness Monster is down there. I'm pretty sure people... Well, people have uh, kind of come up with their theories. They're saying, like, uh, some people are saying that the submarine got stuck inside of the wreck of the Titanic... Uh, which would I can't even imagine because I saw a picture of this submarine and it's so cramped like you're basically sitting on the floor and you can't even like extend your legs out. 
Oh, and, well, I'd imagine so. Yeah. And being that they've been lost since Sunday and it's Tuesday, they unfortunately don't have a lot of time left. So I'm really hoping that this uh, the search crew can find them. They're actually getting help from uh, they're actually getting help from the U.S. Coast Guard. That's how serious it is. I mean, yes, it's serious. Fucking six people are lost underwater. Yeah, and if you want to read more on it, just on you could. It's all over the news right now. I saw it on Twitter and things, but not good. You know what else isn't good? Well, actually, well, no, well, I wouldn't say it's not good, but on a more positive note, fucking Thursday, Friday, uh, oh, the Flash yeah. movie came out. Yeah. I don't know what uh, what is wrong with you. Why are you trying to make things so depressing today? Are you okay? I'm reporting on the news. Well, y- you were in charge of the to... transition. Wait, <laughs> but how am I supposed to transition from people missing to the fucking Flash movie? Well, I don't know. I I hope to find them in a Flash or something. Uh, no, that was bad. No, so. that's so bad. Okay, anyways, I'm so, sorry. Did, did I say that? Anyways, go on. The past this past Friday, the Flash. <laughs> The Flash movie came out with Ezra Miller. Uh, there's a lot of controversy behind that, but uh, surprisingly, the movie came out, and I saw it Thursday, and it was actually pretty good. Okay. And I mean, uh, I know you are not so much of a DC person, but well, uh, I I enjoy DC movies. I just uh, have you I seen just... the comics? Um, no, I. I... When I say that I'm not much of a DC person, it's just that I don't make an effort to watch them like I do Marvel. That's all. Well, think of it this way. Marvel is like fantasy and like relatability. Because, uh, what is it? Think of Spider-Man. He's just an average person, that, but you don't really know who's under the mask. So it could be like the dude down the street that's actually Spider-Man. Right. But his day job is like cleaning floors or whatever. Yeah. But with DC, it's more, like, darker and realistic. So, okay. it's kind of like that. Yeah, so, so Flash... um, yeah, mm. g- give a quick uh, little review of how what you thought of it. I thought the movie was actually pretty good. Uh, it, the movie took... The movie's uh, origin, comic book origin, is The Flashpoint, which is a really, really good uh, comic book line. I highly recommend people watching, or watching, reading it. If you can, or there's like videos on YouTube or anything or something that summarizes the the whole of uh, event. It's pretty good. They even made an animated movie about the Flashpoint, so it's pretty good. Okay. Um, not too much to complain about the movie. There was one controversial controversial scene at like the first five ten minutes of the movie. Okay. What what happened? So. There's a host. There's a spoilers, by the way. All right. Uh, there's a hospital in the beginning. Uh, Flash is helping out Batman save a hospital in Gotham City. So one of the hospital rooms is a bit like where newborns are put in, right? Okay. That room where the newborns in fall out of a window, and the Flash has to save like eight babies. Oh shit! Okay. And. <laughs> And then it, when I watch, I'm like, no fucking way they're gonna kill off like several babies. There, this is nuts. And then uh, Flash like he he saves them, but he puts one of the babies in a microwave. 
What the hell? D- does he hit start on it? No, but when when the job's done and he saves the babies, the microwave dings. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so people are like, dude, did he just cook a baby? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know, but that was a controversial scene in that movie. Uh, another like really big complaint I have about it is that the CGI is so ass. I I heard that that this movie had terrible CGI. It was so bad, but I'm like, whatever. I I can kind of get past it, but it's still very noticeable that you're like, okay, well, it's just kind of taking it out mm-hmm. of like the whole immer- not immersion, but like you're paying attention. You can't take it seriously whenever you see it. You're like, what the fuck? What the what is this? Recent superhero movies have had terrible CGI, like Ant-Man and Thor Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the CGI wasn't the best in like any of those, or th- they had their moments, but... And then I guess Flash is another example, so... Do, huh. do you know why? Why? They're pushing, uh, they're, pushing the P- or they're pushing the movie to come out on time instead of taking the time to actually fix the, pro- or fix the CGI... Ah, they gotta so, stop. They gotta stop doing that. Well, it's, good. it's a good thing. It's a good thing because in Marvel's case, they're slowing down on that. They're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, it's quality over quantity. You know why? Because Tony always learns from his mistakes. Okay. Well, by the way, Secret <laughs> of Eva- uh, Secret Evasion comes out technically tonight or tomorrow. Oh yeah, and unfortunately, my family has canceled their Disney Plus for right now. <laughs> you? Oh my god. So, well. I'll let you know what happens. Thanks. <laughs> so today we are watching season three, episode 24 of regular show, which is called Fist of Justice. And uh, what do you remember about this one? Absolutely nothing. Actually, well, I wouldn't say nothing, but the premise is familiar Mm-hmm. Uh, but the episode itself is kind of a blank for me. So we open up with the regular show space background. Uh, there appears to be a comet flying in from space, passing by Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, heading right towards Earth. But then we close up on the comet, and it's actually some sort of life form, and it has eyes, and right as the eyes open, you could hear the music getting dramatic. Cutting to Earth at the house... We could hear video game music and Mordecai and Rigby are enjoying their day off in the living room playing some video games. They're playing this game called Alley Fight Dudes, which is basically like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, something like that. And um, just like any other um, video game match, Mordecai is doing way better because he's totally beating Rigby's ass and he uh, gets a drastic knockout on Rigby. Mordecai points to him being like, oh yeah. Rigby says, whatever, dude, I don't care. I got all day to beat you because we got the day off. And then they're kind of celebrating this and they're like, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Skips walks in and says, hey, guys, are you busy? And uh, Rigby says, yes, Skips, we're busy playing alley fight dudes. And then Skips says, oh, well, I was wondering if I could collect this coupon that you guys gave me for my birthday. It says that you'll do all of my jobs for a day. And Rigby says, like, what? I don't remember writing that. And Skip says that it was from six months ago. And we cut to a little flashback on Skip's birthday where they're enjoying um, their time at a birthday party. Skip's is opening gifts 
and he's opening muscle man's gifts and muscle man's all like eh, open it skips and he starts to wave his shirt around um at the side of the room mordecai and rigby are like oh shoot did you get anything for his birthday and mordecai's like no did you and then they're like well we got to get him something but we don't have any money and it's too late and then mordecai gets the idea be like dude a birthday coupon so they get this random napkin that's sitting on a table under a cup and he writes on it saying mordecai and rigby promise to do all of skips's chores for one day boom then rigby says like oh man i don't want to do skips chores for the day and then mordecai says dude we have to give him something besides no one ever uses these things anyway so they go up to skips being like hey skips my man we went all out on this one and then we cut back to present time and rigby's all like oh yeah ah uh, he asks, can't we just do it some other day? And then Skip says, sorry, fellas, I've been saving it just for today. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would be pretty annoyed if I was Mordecai and Rigby, but they did give it to him. Can I, can I ask you, have you done that before? Um, what, where I've, give- I've forgotten to give a gift and I have to make something up? That and giving someone a birthday coupon. Um, Like, you just cut up some paper and, like, Here's a coup or a makeshift coupon. Uh, when I was like seven, yeah, I did that like five years ago for my dad for <laughs> for Father's Day or for his birthday. I think it's still sitting on his dresser somewhere. What was the coupon? It was like a buy him food or something, or I'll give him a hug. Like <laughs> something hug. so simple. The good old hug coupon. I I got the idea only because I saw it in Diver Wimpy Kid when I read it. I don't know where I got that. Speaking of Diary of the Wimpy Kid, I need to find those books. I don't know where mine went. I think they're, they they got thrown away, but who knows? I um my little brother, uh, he's he's about to turn ten this year. But I think back when he was like like eight or seven, I I come home one day and he tells me that he's been reading Diary of the Wimpy Kid, and I was like, oh, well, hold on, just a sec. So I went to the basement and I brought up my entire collection of Diary of the Wimpy Kid books, and he was so excited. Yeah, no, I really so. want to find the do-it-yourself book so I can read out all the stupid stories we wrote <laughs> in our in our individual ones. Uh, we should make that into a video. I sh- you know, we should. <laughs> I mean, I have the journal from, like, fucking junior, senior year. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, now I, want, now I want to read it out off recording. <laughs> Not right now. All right. Anyways, um, so. Yeah, continue. So, Skips asks Mordecai and Rigby if he can cash in on his birthday coupon, but Mordecai and Rigby don't want to. So then Skips explains that he has something very important to do, and that if he can't get to it, uh, and he and they can't do his chores for today, the whole world could come to an end. And it gets all serious, the camera kind of pans closer to Skips' face as, as he's explaining, but... Uh, Rigby just groans and says, "Okay, we'll do your work." Uh, Mordecai reassures Skips, saying, "Like, yeah, they got it." Skips thanks them and then hands them a list of all the jobs that he has to do for today. And I'll read them. I'll read them out to you guys. So Mordecai takes the list and Mordecai and read them. Mordecai and read them. Mordecai and Rigby. <laughs> Mordecai and Rigby read out the list. Uh, first one on top says mow the fields. Next is plant new trees. 
After that, retile the bathroom, then cut logs, and the last is move Pops's. I almost said hipsacord, harpsacord. Okay. So, uh, both Mordecai and Rigby say seriously. Uh, Skips just gives him like the little finger gun and says, "Best gift in the world," and then walks off screen, and, and the door closes. Mm-hmm. Mordecai Mordecai groans about the chores and says, uh, "I don't know. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that." Uh, but then he's. But then Mordecai says, "Well, we're gonna have to do him. Do you want the world to come to an end?" Skips leaves the room and closes the door behind him. Mordecai groans and says, "This is brutal." He then goes on to say, "Say that. Well, do you want the world to come to an end?" As he asks Rigby. Rigby responds, "Yeah, right. That's what you just say if you want somebody to do something." And then we clock wipe to this montage of Mordecai and Rigby doing the chores. In this chore montage, there's like music playing, and we basically just go down the list. Mordecai and Rigby, uh, well, Mordecai's mowing the lawn, and then uh, Rigby's hitting it with the weed whacker after Mordecai. Uh, they cross that off the list, and then they go out to a field, and then they plant all these trees out there. And it's like very heavy and hard work because they're sweating and stuff. Uh, after they do that, they go into the house bathroom, and they have to retile the entire thing. I've never actually seen this bathroom before. But they have to use like this entire like like circular saw and everything and paste down the tiles. They cross that off the list and then they're outside uh, chopping down trees. They're using like a freaking chainsaw and, and a wood chipper and everything. It's this entire montage like I would not want to be doing any of this work. And you'll notice that these these chores are like one of the hardest ones in the park because it was given to skips and that's like manual labor and stuff. Um, compared to the normal raking of leaves that Mordecai and Rigby are more used to. And they they get done with uh, the wood job, and then they high-five each other, being like, yeah, Mordecai says, that's the fastest we've ever finished anything. And Rigby says, hey man, when we're done, do you want to grab some sodas and play some more alley fight dudes? Mordecai's like, yeah, that sounds good. And... They keep sweating and they say the only thing that we have left to do is to move Pops' harpsichord. So they go up to Pops' room. They try to lift it on one, two, three. But they're both grunting and they're not moving anywhere because it's super heavy. Uh, Rigby is straining and saying like, dude, let's just call Skips. And then Mordecai says, no man, come on. We could do this. Go, 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 go. And they lift up the harpsichord for a second, and they're kind of moving it down the stairs. And we kind of we get like these. Um, I mean, my aural skills aren't super good, but it, it's some variation of like a minor diminished chord or something like that. <laughs> Basically, to say like, "Yo, Mordecai and Rigby are about to drop this thing, and it's very dangerous." Uh, right as they're gonna exit out the the house, the harpsichord gets stuck. And then they put it down, and then Mordecai says, Come on, Rigby, keep pushing. And then we we get this little sus sound from Mordecai and Rigby. Hey, that sounds a little, a little sus there. Wouldn't you agree? I was also going to say, like, doing all, or Mordecai and Rigby doing all of Skips' chores, are they technically working for free? Because it's their day um, off. 
Oh yeah, true. Um, well, I guess with the coupon, Mordecai and Rigby said that they'll do all of Skips's chores for him. But uh -huh. if um, but that would kind of be useless if Skips didn't get paid, and that would defeat the purpose of the gift. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, I guess they, they are working for free right now, and Skips is getting paid. Yeah. I wish I could um, do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I, I like how Skips kind of, like, gave them all their work, because say that Benson gave Skips a huge list of chores to complete by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. um, knowing Skips, he could probably get these done all in one day, mm -hmm. but he probably saved all of these hard jobs um for like one person to do um so he could just pass them all to mordecai and rigby so i he kind of played it uh he kind of cheated the system but i i'd honestly do the same because these are some pretty hard jobs i think it would bother me that i was given a task but then put it off because i would uh get so used to not working so i'm just, so i would just not do it and then uh on the day where it is where I needed to do them, I'd be like, well, I don't think I'll be able to make like three out of the five jobs today. Right. Yeah. Um, but as for this job, I'm surprised. I'm wondering why Mordecai and Rigby aren't asking for like muscle man's help or something like that. Yeah, he's probably off doing uh, other things like going to Wing Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Mordecai and Rigby aren't getting this harpsichord out anywhere. So um what's rigby's next idea <clears throat> rigby's rigby's idea uh is to call skips but mordecai tells them that they made a promise and they shouldn't be calling skips so then uh benson drives past the house and he sees mordecai and rigby moving the hop horp fuck <laughs> hold on the they, see mordecai... <laughs> they see mordecai and rigby moving the harpsichord and he asked them, what are they doing? And he goes on to say that uh, he thought that, that Skips is supposed to be moving it, not them. Uh, Mordecai tries to explain, but then gets cut off by Benson saying, you know what? I don't care. Just get it out of there. It's a fire hazard. And then drives away. I don't see how so it's that a was fire like, hazard, but... Yeah. Well, it is a fire hazard. That's like one of the three ways, or one of the three main ways to get out of the house. Oh, he, he means a fire hazard, like, blocking the door. I, yeah, <laughs> from, dude. From my, <laughs> from my entire life, I've been wondering, I go to bed every night wondering how a harpsichord is a fire hazard. <laughs> without realizing oh he was talking about the move. Oh my god, I'm dumb. Uh... You not know basic safety? Do you put do you put your table in front of your doorway at home? I remember trying to get over it. One time when uh, I was working at Walmart, this was senior year of high school. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was moving a bunch of carts like in the back room, and I I had like a bunch of stuff to do in that area, and so I put I put the carts off to the side and I put it in front of this door that was like leading out to the back, and my yeah. manager walks by and he's and he calls me back there. He's like, Jason, come here, and I was like, what is? It? And he's like, read that sign to me on the door, and it says, in big bold letters, do not block the door, and then he's like, and what did you just do? And I'm like, I I just blocked the door. So. <laughs> She's brushing up like, oh yeah, it's nothing. People can't die in case of a fire from this. Uh, and that Walmart closed down recently. Who the hell cares? Safety last. Safe. 
Anyway, yeah, so let me just wear, don't wear a seatbelt when you drive next time then. Yep, safety last. Anyways, so Mordecai and Rigby look off as Benson drives away. And then um, Mordecai immediately turns back to Rigby and says, dude, we got to call Skips. And we fade into Skips' house where meditation music is playing in the background. (coughs) And the camera pans down to see a lit camera. Or lit camera? Lit candle. Fuck, I can't talk today. What's wrong with me? A lit camera. A lit camera. I mean, cameras can be lit by using white lights. Anyways. (laughs) So we see a lit candle... And we have Skips meditating, surrounded by a lot more candles. Okay, if Benson wants to talk about a fire hazard, here you go. This is a fucking fire hazard if I've seen one. Well, it's it, it Skips' place. I'm sure he's. it's not blocking anything. It's sure it could be a danger, but it's a candle. It'll the- go away. Those candles aren't even like on top of like a, like a dish or something. That hot wax is dripping onto the the wooden floor first of all the wooden floor it could catch fire and also that hot wax is gonna be dripping all into like the grain of that wood that's bad for it you guess who's fault or guess whose responsibility that would be then skips mm-hmm. you're talking to the one guy that could that could clean his shit up in like five minutes yeah that's true but yeah skips is uh he you could tell that he's kind of like in a moment right now and then we could kind of hear this um this meditation music there's like bongos like going on it's like very mystical and stuff um and then all of a sudden the the phone in skips's room starts to ring and you could hear the dial tone and skip saying this is skips you know what to do on the recording and then we could hear mordecai talking in real time saying skips skips we need your help the harpsichord got stuck in the doorway rigby's like yeah skips it's stuck and you gotta help us and benson said it was a fire hazard and then in the middle of skips meditating he kind of like opens his eyes to listen um but he closes his eyes just thinking that the phone will like stop talking then Mordecai and Rigby start to sing. We know your home skips, pick up the phone skips. We know your home skips, pick up the phone skips. I remember using this back in the day. I honestly probably used it on you. I don't remember. I remember, uh, I don't know, I, I wanted to hang out or something. It was you, either you or Joe Byrne. Where <laughs> I left a message for one of you guys and I, I kept saying that over and over. But this is starting to annoy skips because he knows how resilient Mordecai and Rigby are. And he's like, all right. He picks up the phone. He says, I'll be right over. So clocking, clock wiping back over to the house. Mordecai explains that they were trying to move it. It got stuck. And then Skips is like, all right, on three. I want you guys to push. And I'm going to try and pull it out. All right. One, two, three. So the harpsichord is still not moving. And then uh, Rigby looks up at the little... uh, At the little harpsichord cover at the top of it. You know how you could like prop up piano covers on like the little stick yeah what's the point of that again um that is so you could um make the music louder because that's where Uh, like all the hammers are uh, which i mean in a house setting i'm not sure why you would really need that i would only like kind of imagine it's useful in like a in like an orchestral setting or something like that or or a cruise ship or a giant hotel or business building yeah, exactly. Like the the acoustics resonate better. 
Yes. But, uh, so that's basically what Rigby is seeing. He sees the little door that's propped up and he sees that it's um, the top of the door is stuck on the door frame and that's what's preventing the harpsichord from going out. So Rigby sees it and he's like, oh, it looks like it's stuck. So he takes down the stick, which causes the harpsichord door to fall right on top of Skips' fingers, oh. crushing them. And Skips is like, ah! And then Rigby's like, oh man, I'm sorry, Skips. And we've never really seen Skips like really hurt before until now because Skips is not okay. I, we, we see his fingers. Uh, Mordecai asks, like, Skips, are you all right? And he's like, this is bad. And he holds up his fingers and his fingers are bent, like all in the wrong directions. They're, they're, they're not usable. Rigby says, are pinkies supposed to bend that way? And then Mordecai says, well, at least it was your last chore for the day. And Skips was like, no, you guys don't understand. Then all of a sudden there is an explosion in the sky in true regular show fashion. The sky turns bl- uh, like a dark blue um rock music is playing and they're like a, a little like kind of a whirlpool comes out and we could see gary's car flying in from the sky it lands and then gary steps out uh in like a little twinkle and he says skips skips the time has come once again for you to fight clog bane the destroyer and mordecai says wait is that what you have to go do you gotta fight somebody yeah who's cloric bane and they say, like, Skips, you can't fight anyone with your hands like that. And then Gary's like, what's wrong with your hands? And Skips is like, oh, nothing, Gary. I'm fine. And he hides his hands behind his back. Gary's like, are you sure? And then Skips is like, yeah, I'm sure. Come on, Gary, let's go. So they get beamed into Gary's car. And then right before Gary flies away in his flying car, um rigby says like dude we gotta go make sure he's okay so they chase after the car and jump into the trunk and what happens now so rigby asks mordecai dude where's this thing going but mordecai tells him like do you really have to ask like 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 he'll know where the location of where they're going is gonna be at exactly yeah so the car so gary's car flies up into the sky and then zaps into uh space and they pop out to uh into space the regular show background and they go into this glowing coliseum where the um fuck i forgot their names but uh, they land we always call they'll, them they'll the space it. babies the space babies <laughs> but there there's a name for them and we'll get to it in, in a minute but yeah. uh gary's car lands skips and gary twinkle out of it without using the door and they go in front of the stairs where the space babies are and they look upon the five space babies one is holding the cosmic rattle uh gary said gary announces uh him himself and skips and says guardians of eternal youth i bring you the mighty skips and skips bows uh, the le- the space baby in the middle I know they just said the name hmm. um, the one in the middle with the rattle says skips another 157 year cycle has passed thank you for once again saving us from the dark one Clark Bane the destroyer and then he looks at his fellow space babies and says brothers let us unleash the fists of justice and then 
their blue beam forms together and it blasts a hole in the ground and up comes this I don't know what you call it but um it's this golden contraption that it, whole, yeah I don't it, it, it's is hard it to a explain catapult is it a catapult it looks like, or something it looks like a catapult but it's also like I the first thing I thought about was a swing set yeah so it's basically like this contraption that it's not really like a guillotine but um they're holding these uh they're holding these like two golden items that we're about to find out what they are uh gary comes up and he starts to like crank the machine um skips walks up and then he holds his his fist out and lowering getting lowered onto skips are these two golden gauntlets um, and we're about to kind of describe what they are in a sec. And the gauntlets are kind of getting magically screwed onto Skips to like cover his hands. And you could, and then the screws are also on his knuckles, and those get tightened too. But of course, since Skips' fingers are broken, that causes him pain, so he starts to scream. And there's like a beam of light all around Skips, and then he's wearing the two gauntlets on his hands, and then he gets like the spiky armor around his chest too. Um, now that Skips is uh, suited up Mordecai and Rigby run up being like Skips you can't do this and then Skips is all like what are you doing here I told you to stay at the park and then Mordecai says we're here to help and Skips is like you gotta forget about the coupon because you can't help me with this one now get out of here and um, and then we cut to um, kind of the outside of the Coliseum that little comet life form that we saw at the very beginning of the episode has now flown into the Colosseum, which, of course, is Chlorgbang. And the space baby's yellow, oh, it's Chlorgbang. And then so he crashes down with the big sizzle red, and he's, like, very grimacing. He he kind of looks like a, like a dark version of the space babies. He has, like, a red and black cape on and stuff. He flies up and says, Hello, my brothers. I have returned once more to claim my rightful place on the council. And then Space Baby's all like, Never, you're evil, Clorgbang. And then Clorgbang says, After I defeat Skips, I shall destroy you all. And then Space Baby says, You'll never defeat Skips, Clorgbang. And then Clorgbang's all like, Oh, we'll just have to see about that, huh? And so he takes out um, his baby rattle, which of course is his weapon that has like red spikes all over it. And then Skips puts up his fist and then he's about to fight him. Um, and Rigby and Mordecai are kind of cheering him on, being like, go get him, Skips. And real quick, so they're about to go into their fight scene. But when you see the fists of justice, what do they remind you of immediately? I'm not going to say it because it's so uh, it's really obvious. And I know you're thinking of it, too. Well, um, this episode was made in 2012, and obviously that was way before. I know, but as a comic book person, I know what it is. So, basically what we're saying is, the Fists of Justice look ex- almost exactly like Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet, just without the Infinity Stones on it. I do. I, I don't... I try not to relate everything Marvel, because that's not... I, me, personally... Why not? Why not? Because I don't like thinking about the world like, oh yeah, everything is Marvel. Like this shelf, Marvel. Yeah. This this water bottle, Marvel. 
Okay, that's fair. The the sun Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> like no, it I it, uh I don't know. Anyways. It's like it's it's like the one scene where it's like um you go to the store being like, "Oh, look, there's blueberries on the shelf. You know what Tony Stark was eating? Blueberries." I so it's a movie. <laughs> why? I know. Did you like wait, a, speaking of movie? Wait, no, I keep going. Oh no! I was gonna say it's like when the GTA Five kid goes to LA and he's like, "Ooh, this is <laughs> I know where this I." One. Yeah, <laughs> what were you saying? I was saying like, uh, for like the, uh, I think The Incredible Hulk is now on Disney Plus, like the uh, Edward Norton Incredible Hulk. <clears throat> oh yeah, it used to be on it, but then it was taken off because of Universal. But it's back on. Yeah, and I honestly, hot take, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I I still haven't seen it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Huh. Okay, I might have to give it a watch once I get my Disney Plus back. The CGI actually holds up. Like, not gonna okay. lie to you. I'll have to check it out, because I've, I've only <clears throat> ever seen Ruffalo. I've not seen yeah. Edward Norton. Okay. Anyways, so, uh, Skips fights Clark Bane. Uh, Clark Bane throws a swing with his blood rattle, but he misses. And then Skips goes in for a punch to Clark Bane's chest. But as he punches him, you can hear a loud crack and Skips backs off screaming, holding his hands because his hands are still broken. Clark Mm -hmm. Bane laughs evilly and asks Skips, what's the matter? Forgot how to use the fist of justice. And he goes up to Skips swinging at him, but Skips dodges, dodges it. Uh, Clark Bane goes in for another swing, but hits the ground and misses again. But is able to kick Skips while he's uh, trying to go in for another attack. Mm-hmm. Skips uh, gets knocked over across the Coliseum, still holding his hand, moaning in pain. Uh, one of the space babies says, why isn't he fighting? Uh, <laughs> Clark Bane says, I've waited many years for this moment. And he raises his blood rattle and red lightning starts uh, coming out of it or energy starts crackling from it and he puts he puts the hammer down wow another Marvel reference oh my god a, I wasn't thinking of it that was you now I know but oh wow I because now you got me on this um <laughs> the stop process thanks a lot yeah but um I I, I always liked Thor whenever he used Mjolnir I, I thought it was cool I like, uh, was it the Marvel actors trying to pronounce Mjolnir? It's so funny. I love Paul Rudd. Hmm. Um, Jonathan? But, you, what? Wait, what? John, Jonathan? You don't remember? You don't know that? I, I, you, that, that must be a deep cut because I, I forgot. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so, um, basically the purpose of this fight scene is to show that skips is getting his ass beat because he can't properly use the fists of justice um so mordecai he kind of asked the space babies being like let us use the fists of justice we were supposed to do all of skips jobs today anyways and then the space babies are like don't be ridiculous no mere mortal is capable of wielding the awesome power of the fists of justice and then mordecai says but if we don't we're all gonna die and then this one one of the space babies, uh, there's five of them there. He steps out and he's like, nonsense. Brothers, let me handle this. 
and he kind of like puts up his fist and he goes to face uh Clark Bang himself and then Clark Bang says hello Archibald which apparently is his name um he he says Clark Bang your reign of terror is over I'm gonna crush you I'm gonna make you eat that diaper like a giant diaper sandwich and as soon as you finish that diaper sandwich I'm gonna make you wear it like a cape and then right in the middle of his like his speech Clark Bang extends out his weapon making a giant hole in in Archibald's chest and I made the the note about how there's always that one guy who like tries to be the hero but instead he just comedically fails at it so hard I I also made a note that the that depth is very graphic for Cartoon Network to show off yeah, that's true. Well, we we have seen worse, and uh, I was thinking back to the free cake episode when Skips was being dusted away. Yeah, um, which coincidentally also happened at this little coliseum. But uh, Archibald falls down to the ground, and without hesitation, the babies are just like, "Give him the fist of justice." <laughs> um, so they zap the fist of justice off of Skips, and then uh, to put onto Mordecai and Rigby. But then at the last second, Mordecai tries to backpedal, being like, oh, actually, on second thought, you don't have to give us the Fist of Justice. I mean, like you said, no mere mortal can, ah! But then they immediately get transported to Clorg Bang. Um, they're in too deep at this point, so uh, the Fist of Justice are kind of, like, being controlled, and Mordecai and Rigby don't really need to use them. And they're kind of going all over the place, and Rigby says, how do you use these things? And then Mordecai's like, I don't know skips from across the room who is still on the ground saying they have controls in them just like the ones that you guys play in the video game and then mordecai and rigby are like oh so you we could see like an inside shot of the gloves um there's like buttons and then the joystick on the other one and then that's when mordecai says like dude it's just like alley fight dudes and i wrote down this is another cliche of the characters saying like they find themselves in a huge battle with like some gadget that they don't know how to work. And then they find out, oh my gosh, the controls are just like the video game we were playing at the beginning of the episode. Um, very common in TV shows. Yeah. So um, they kind of work together. They're like, okay, press start on three. One, two, three. And they press buttons and control the joystick. And then they they punch the shit out of Clark Bang and then Mordecai is like let's cross this chore off the list so they all charge towards Clark Bang and then uh, he Clark Bang kind of like uh, blocks some of them but then Mordecai kind of finishes him off and then he sends him flying the space babies Gary and Skips are all cheering and then Clark Bang tries to do another shot he powers up his hammer and then Skips is like watch out Mordecai tells Rigby to cover me and so they kind of do like a combo move and then go right towards Clark Bang. Mordecai gives him like multiple jabs and then Rigby finishes him off. And they're both taking turns. Rigby does a cool like like a wind up move. And then he uppercuts uppercups him at the chin. And then sending Clark Bang flying back into space spinning. And we get the classic I'll be back from Clark Bang. Mordecai kind of reminds me. Oh, oh, sorry. No, go on. I was gonna say that kind of reminds me of like team in Pokemon. Uh, when Team Rocket gets defeated, <laughs> they get blasted off into 
hit a sky and like oh uh, we're blasting off again again do you remember there was that one episode of uh pokemon i don't know which one it was where um i think they were the team found themselves like in in like a wasp's nest or something on whatever pokemon that was and then um they were like they were getting bit and like they were itching all over and then team rocket shows up and then they they say their little motto is um but then it's like kind of different jesse says to protect our skin from all the scratching and itching. <laughs> to protect my ears from all of Jesse's complaining. To protect us from all that chafing and itching. It might finally stop all of Jesse's complaining. Wait. You could tell that he was supposed to say bitching to rhyme with itching, but <laughs> he kind of pauses there and it's so obvious. I mean, it's funny. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the, an- the Pokemon anime in Japan like doesn't usually censor that many words. Mm-hmm. But obviously, in America, they had to do it for kids. So Right. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, continue. So, Mordecai and Rigby sees Clark Bane fly off, and Mordecai gives off this really nice uh, one-liner. He says, Clark Bane, more like Clark Lame. And they both uh... give off the... Oh! They're giving us the first and only O of the episode. Right. So then we clock wipe uh, to uh, Gary, Mordecai, Rigby, Skips standing at the bottom of the stairs where where now four space babies are sitting up top because one of them <laughs> yeah. died. Uh, the one space baby says, thank you for saving us from the wrath of Chlorgbane. Uh, Mordecai and Rigby say, yeah, no problem. The space baby asks them if there's anything they can do to repay them. And he starts giving off examples like eternal life, supreme knowledge of the universe. Just say the word and it's yours. So Mordecai and Rigby look at Skip. Skip looks back at them. And then we clock wipe to back to the park house where we see Mordecai and Rigby standing at the porch of the house. Skip says, thanks again for doing this, guys. And we see two space babies carrying the harpsichord that was stuck at the door from earlier. Carry it out. Of course. Uh, one, of, one of them says, you are very welcome, Skips. The other guy who's, like, carrying the harpsichord from the back kind of looks pissed off before saying, you're welcome, Skips. And they kind of um, go down. They float down the stairs with the harpsichord. Uh, Skips ends the episode off saying, Best gift in the world. We cut so, the black ending the episode. Um, I had the note. Yeah, I, I I would never choose eternal life, but why the hell would Mordecai and Rigby choose that? Like they could That's have at I, least. I, yeah, I wrote that down too. I'm like, why? Like, um, eternal life is like, uh, no, thank you. But um, mm-hmm. at least choose the, like the supreme knowledge of the universe or something or like infinite wealth. You know, the, you know what I think it is. Huh. If you if you knew everything in the universe, I think it would kind of scare you. Like, and you're the only one that knows. That'd probably make me fear for everything because you would know all the terrible stuff, but you would also know the positive stuff. You know. Yeah, that's true. There, there's there's a lot of complicated things that go with this immortality thing. Yeah. So, you know what else is complicated? Lunch time. Oh. Lunch time. <laughs> Oh, what? Uh, oh, I, I was going to say, like, that. that's the only takeaway I got. 
<laughs> okay, lunch time. It's lunch time. I have a deep dish pizza sitting on my desk uh, or on my shelf on the other side of the room. And after we get done recording, I'm going to eat it. Getting into lunchtime, we got quite a bit of stuff off of the fan wiki. Some trivia. The Gardens of the of Eternal Youth, aka Space Babies, are revealed Guardians. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Uh, they are revealed to have an evil brother named Chlorgbang who skips must fight every 157 years. And the reason is explained in season five in the episode Skips Story. That's so oddly specific. Like that's an mm. oddly specific number. Yeah, true. Uh, one of the guardians of Eternal Youth is revealed to be named Archibald, and he's the guy that immediately gets killed by Chlorgbang, uh, <laughs> thus reducing the guardians of Eternal Youth from five members to four members. Um, I, I actually never channeled that. That do they actually like remain at four members for the rest of the series? I don't even know. Um, but then also wait, he's immortal, but he's like not like exactly safe from getting killed. I don't know. I think you know what I think it is. An immortal can also kill an immortal, but immortals can't be killed by mortals. Yeah, like for example, like just because Ellie is immune, that doesn't mean that a clicker still can't like like rip her head off. You know. You have no idea how many times when I was playing Ellie, I was like, God, I'm. I- I died. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are some sequences that I was like, oh my gosh, this sucks. But, uh, Clark Bang also does not return after this episode. We only ever see him in a prequel in the Skip story. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Episode Connections. This episode is a sequel to a season one episode, Free Cake, which is the one that I'd mentioned earlier. I think it happened, like, ten minutes after, uh... Mordecai and Rigby, like, get off the the Coliseum. They're like, well, we're done here. And then, ten minutes later, it's the Fist of Justice episode. <laughs> well, considering Skips is a mortal, it probably felt like ten minutes to him. Yeah. but uh, Episode Goofs, because we have two of them. The Fist of Justice did not have a clench of hand shape at the endpoints of the gloves when they're shown for the first time. I- I'm assuming because they weren't, like, bolted in yet. Yeah. And then Rigby is shown pushing the buttons in his Fist of Justice with his right hand, although he's wearing it on his left hand. Ah, okay. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then alternate versions. In the UK, Archibald dropping to the ground, dying, was cut. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, that's everything we got from the fan wiki, so Josh, <clears throat> take us through lunchtime. So, in... The season three, episode twenty-four, Fist of Justice. Uh, who was the protagonist of this episode? I wrote down Mordecai, Rigby, and you could also include Skips. I I also agree with that. But then, mm. who is the clear antagonist of this episode? The antagonist was Clorgbang. Uh, how many O's or hmms did you count in this episode? There was only one O and zero hmms. It's finally we get an O. We've gone like at least four-ish episodes without any O's. It it has felt like a while. Uh, were there any adult jokes that you caught in this episode? <laughs> um, I 
this is um, a kind of a, a mild joke, just Mordecai and Rigby trying to move the harpsichord. Yeah, it took me a second. I'm like, that wasn't any, and then I'm like, oh wait, that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I thought with the space babies and everyone at the uh third act of the episode, they kept saying Clark Bane. I'm like, is it supposed to be like a dirty joke or something? And I'm just not getting it, but. I guess they were just saying it a lot. Hmm. Uh, were there any iconic regular show moments of this episode? Pick up the phone skips. We know your home skips. Pick up the phone skips. We know your home. That one. That one. And I think the grunting from Mordecai and Rigby moving the harpsichord. Yeah. Were there any l- real life licensed music used for this episode? Nope. Uh, so then... After watching this episode, how would you rate this as a memorable, memorable episode? Um, on a scale from f- one to five, I'd probably give it a three point five. I give it a three. Yeah, I give it. Yeah, yeah I give it a three. We're like close to the middle, but like a little, uh, a little bit of extra points there. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that this is a skip or a must-watch episode? Um, I, I gave this a must watch, uh, even though you never, we never see Chlorbang again, uh, you still get like an introduction to him as well as the fist of justice. And this goes more into Skips's immortality. I also say a must watch. Yeah. So that being said, would you say this is a good or a bad episode? Good episode. I also say it's a good episode. Woohoo. All right. So in the end, we have 91 O's and 60 hmms in total for the entire series of regular show. There you go. Do you think uh, the creators or the writers were just keeping track the same that we're doing of the O's and hmms? Um, I, I've never seen anyone keep track of it because I, I believe me, I've looked up how many O's and hmms were in the entirety of regular show and I found nothing. So I knew that that's something that we should have. That we should uh, keep track of when we did this show. I know, but I'm saying like the writers were just like, okay, this is how many O's we have so far. And this is how many hmms we have so far. We need to have more hmms uh, um, in order to uh, like almost bounce it out. Uh, I feel like whatever happened, happened. You're right. All right. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode again that was season three episode 24 of regular show it's called fist of justice um again yeah i thought it was pretty good i had a pretty cool fight scene and a good touch into skips character and i'm pretty sure you could say the same i like the fist of justice because it reminds me of a video game controller <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right so that's the episode for today guys if you enjoyed it Please give us a good rating, maybe five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. If you want to know what we're doing when we're not recording, you could follow us on our Twitter, which is at AgazalintPod. And you could, um, what else is there? Oh, yeah. So apparently we have a group YouTube channel. Um, apparently. <laughs> that is called the Schwam Squad. It has me, Josh, and four other friends. Some of them you've heard on the show before. Our YouTube channel of that is linked all into the description of this episode below. So click on it or else I will cry for 
157 years, which is oh, the same amount of time. Tactic. Skips. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm doing the pathos manipulation tactic right here. Watch, watch our videos, or I will cry. I was gonna. I was gonna say something. I forgot. Anyways, next episode, I'm actually kind of excited to watch. Yeah. Uh, are 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 you? I kind of want to like, get you on for when we record with Jake. I told you I can't. You cannot? No. Oh. Well. I told you this already. Anyways, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it okay. later. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Now get back to work. Thank <laughs> you.